Howdy do, buckaroos. This is Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. I'm Kelly Gamont, your host. Welcome back. It's been quite a while. With me, as always, is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. Uh, our thanks as always to Jason and everyone at a comparable for putting up with us and letting us spice up the old TV feed with some wild west sex robots. Uh, we are here to talk about season one of Westworld. Season three is breathing down our necks, much like the Dallas Corporation. And uh, we wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about it and kind of see how we feel about the first two seasons before season three inevitably completely messes with us. Does that sound about right? And changes everything. Of course. Cause like every season seems to. So. Yeah. And so this, this will be a season one retrospective where we talk about all of our work podcasting about season one. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to go episode by episode through our episodes about the episodes. No. Yes. Very meta, very meta. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was thinking back when I, uh, as you were setting up and we we're trying to suss out everything that was wrong about <laughs> volume in Discord and audio hijack. I was thinking about when I, where I was, and when I was when I first saw the show, mm-hmm. and where I was was actually in bed on my laptop. Uh, on my, I think my older laptop, and I I watched the first episode. It was a gift from you know Uncle Torrance, mm-hmm. and uh, because I, I I didn't currently have uh, a a for real HBO subscription at the at the time, which uh-huh. I did later on. I I got all legal and clean, and so I I I remember starting it out. Uh, that that first episode and and it, it was it like ten minutes into it, you know, the whole scene with where William confronts uh, Teddy and Dolores, and I had to hit pause and, and think to myself, "What the fuck did I just see?" Because <laughs> yes. I just knew that after that intro scene. Uh, and I remember sitting up in bed, uh, mm-hmm. and and think, okay, we're you know, this ain't Kansas anymore. This you know, this ain't the uh, the Westworld movie anymore, which I'd seen many times. And uh, thinking, yeah. well, we're really in for something. And by the time I got to the end of the episode, I was practically standing in bed, you know, with Lewis Hertham sitting naked in front of Anthony Hopkins and creeping me the fuck out. And here, oh. here he is. He's creeping me out. And this is Hannibal freaking Lecter he's talking to. Right. And yes. Yeah. And that just went nuts. And then when, you know, at the end of the episode, Dolores slaps the fly. <gasps> that moment. Like, Shut the front door. You know, we're... <laughs> We're going crazy here. So, uh, so where were you when you first saw it? Uh, I was in the basement, hanging out, watching TV on like the nice TV, the good TV setup at my house. And uh, I remember, like, I'd heard about it. And I, what I remembered about the movie was that it was um, robots that sort of 
like it was like a theme park and the robots uh, begin the revolution. Basically, that's sort of what I remembered of the movie. And so I thought, oh, well, if they're like bringing that to now or like near future, uh, those are stories I enjoy. And, you know, Jonathan Nolan, like this is going to be like a vaguely creepy sort of dark probably kind of cool looking show so if nothing else like it'll be all right i'll check it out and so i went into it sort of uh presuming it would be okay i guess and at least okay you know like it like on paper this checks a bunch of boxes for me for a tv show that i would like and then got into it and the moment when uh teddy and the man in black face off and Teddy tries to shoot him and can't and then does and nothing happens. And then Teddy gets it. Uh, and then we see him the next day on the train exactly like we just did. And I went, oh, oh but then with and but he and what? And yeah. And then we get to the end of the episode. Dolores kills the fly. And I that was it. I was in. I was totally in. like I was oh, yeah. interested. I was very interested and I'm like, yeah, I'll 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 give this a season, you know. I've been I've been uh taken in by a really interesting premise in the pilot of a TV show before. So, like I feel a little you know, and then bitterly disappointed. But mm-hmm. uh in in this case, I like I just at the by the end of that episode, you know, like you said, you know, Staring down Hannibal Lecter naked. And then, you know, like that was really like impressive. And then we get to the end and Dolores kills the fly. And I, oh, that's it. I'm done. Yes, this is me. Here you go. Thank you for setting that hook with Lewis Hertham. And uh, go ahead. Just reel me wherever we're going because I'm there. And uh, I was talking about it on Twitter. And that's how the show came to be. Is what I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got partway we, through the we, season, we, and right now, I, I didn't actually start watching until after the second episode okay. was actually broadcast, and uh, I'd heard it was good. I was afraid that it was going to be awful, mm-hmm. but the thing that kept me going was, you know, this is Jonathan. Uh, Nolan, uh, this is, you know, Christopher Nolan's younger and more American sounding brother. (laughs) And so, and I was familiar with his other work and I thought, uh, I did not know his, uh, wife's work at that time. I I wasn't, I had seen, you know, I'd, I'd seen some things that she had written, but I hadn't realized I hadn't put two and two together that that was her. Yeah. I thought, well, this could be really good. And the cast, I've, you know, I've always had a, uh, uh, an old man's creepy crush on Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> and so, uh, and, you know, what's not to like about the rest of the cast uh, as well? Oh, uh, yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, how how bad can it be? So that's what that's what <laughs> got uh, got me into it. And I thought I'd, I'd try it out. And, uh, yeah, I was, t- I was totally hooked. And I watched almost immediately... Uh, I, I, you know, got on the phone and called up Uncle Torrance again and said, have you got the second episode of this? Cause I, you know, I did the math and it was out and I, I watched that the, I think it was the, uh, 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 the same night on the laptop uh, again. 
and uh, and these were, you know, this was not that great a copy of uh, the experience until I, I got my subscription uh, and could watch it again. Sure. But it didn't really make any difference. I mean, the thing was, is I could have watched it on a potato <laughs> as long as you got the whole like story there. Uh, and, uh, so I was totally in and, uh, I will admit, you know, I did, wasn't going on to Reddit at the time and being a Reddit dope and mm-hmm. listening to the theories. I was totally conned the second episode. I didn't get the timeline jump. You know, I didn't, I did not see that one coming. Although by the time the third episode, uh, uh, comes around and we get, you know, Bernard. Yeah. Oh, uh, going, Bernard. Yeah, and going into uh, the office with his boss and looking uh, at the photograph with the blank one side, I went, "Yeah, okay, they're fucking with me. Something's up. Know, it's, uh, yeah, something's up with that." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, then you know, they uh, distract us. That's the the stray, and then they distract us by the end with the. Well, hold on though. So, for people who don't know, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that we're talking about all of season one. Of Westworld, uh, I don't actually have access to the horn right now, or I'd put a big spoiler horn here. Um, so please know <laughs> that uh, you might hear some stuff if you don't already know what happens in this season. You, I would behoove you to go find out first and then get back to us. Um, also, by the way, some bits of season two you, may creep in. Here. Bit, yeah, props to you if you have been able to avoid. <laughs> spoilers that too. for this show right you know if you have know, please what... tell me your secrets um yeah <laughs> i don't know how you manage to avoid it but like get get the hell out i mean just don't don't ruin it for yourself it's a really good and, show but and season just, two you know, may creep into a... this so make sure that like if you've only seen season one don't listen to this until you're done with season two as well because we may bring up things that happen later and i just don't want to wreck anything for you you know, like if you don't already know that Nick Fury shows up and tries to get Dolores to join Shield, then you know you should bail yeah. now. Yeah, I should bail now. That's totally uh, fake. Just I'm say, kidding. Just say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but who knows what happens in season three? I Nobody. Past him. Nobody knows. Uh, so, on that note of seeing it the first time, Kelly and I had a wonderful experience. Just it was at the end of. 2019 or the beginning of 20, I forget, a friend of ours online uh, from the UK, uh, Sam Hutchins, he's in, Hi, Sam. involved in my, Hi, Sam. Uh, and we got to get you on the show because he's got this buttery smooth yes. podcaster voice. Uh, and he podcasts himself. And uh, But he had never seen the show before. <laughs> and And so he sits down to watch it. And basically, his life was ruined. Uh, his schedule was because he just had to. He did, the same thing happened to him. He watched the first episode and was mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck did I just?" See? So he had yes. to like. Uh, but he had the advantage and, of like not having to wait to find out. Yes, he didn't have to wait. Uh, wait every week, and so uh, and so his mind it was hysterical just watching from the sidelines. Uh, his <laughs> watching mind him watch. Bull- yeah. yeah. And he had some of, you know, uh, the same points where, uh, you know, the stray, uh, the robot crushes his head at the end of season three, um, oh! rather episode, episode three, three, episode three, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, the creepy uh, as fuck conversation that uh, 
the good doctor has with Teresa, who runs the park. Oh, uh, in the Mexican restaurant, like yeah, I think it yeah, was this Dr. table, and you and yeah. like the look on his face says, "Oh, you know damn well it was this table, and you sat in that seat." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, and the total weird party sex atmosphere of episode five <laughs> contrapasso and we're starting to get oh yeah you know, what the heck is going on here uh and then you know you you get the distraction of um of episode six and the civil war thing and what's going on there yeah. and then you get to episode seven uh oh god episode seven <laughs> trapla oil which is you know uh, kelly's favorite my favorite thing ever, you know, <laughs> the text in all caps lever, uh, letters, oh my God, Bernard is the final, the final Cylon, Cylon. Uh, which the- was, I, I've kept that, that whole text thing. It was just precious to me. But my the favorite thing, thing about, about that is, all of this, yeah, had, well, my favorite thing about all of this has been getting to go back and forth with you about it, because like, you really love when I'm like, oh my God, that's Radiohead. like. They're playing yes. the cure on the piano in the Mariposa, like that kind of stuff. Like, like there's there's always there's there's the bit of name that tune. There's uh, the texting back and forth. Like, did you start it right now? Oh my god, no! My aunt is calling me because her computer can't back up. Hang on, you know, like so we try to watch kind of at the same time on Sunday nights and then record the reaction show together. And we're gonna do that again for season three for people who are interested. Uh, twenty minutes, basic depending on the episode. Uh, twenty minutes of holy shit. Um, we set a timer and when the timer goes off, we have to wrap up. Yep. So that's been my favorite part is like getting to sort of watch with you as, as we put these together, you know, texting back and forth. Like when you're a few minutes ahead and I'm like, Oh my God. You're like, just wait. Oh my God. Just wait. Oh my my God. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife is really used to, uh, especially in season two, because we would watch the season together uh, as my phone buzzing like crazy uh, <laughs> while we're watching the episode and her going, it's Kelly, isn't it? <laughs> like, yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, she's really used to it. And so uh, my wife and I, we actually, until I think the last three episodes of season one we were not watching at the same time we were watching it separately i got her into uh, watching it though by the time it gets to that yeah and season two we all we both watched at the same time and we're going to do that obviously for season three uh and so she's really used to me you know she'll sit all the way in the back of the the dining room <laughs> because i've got the volume on the television set cranked up so loud <laughs> uh so i you know because i'm deaf and old and i've got to hear it and so uh but it wasn't until uh, I think it was Trump Loyal's uh, episode seven, or it might have been Trace Decay episode eight, where we started watching together. And there were so many points and beats in this first season that by the time it was over, and you and I were talking about this offhandedly last month, we didn't podcast it, although we had a <laughs> podcast length conversation. We, yes, we always uh, do. About this. About this, and we're talking about our favorite TV, because after two seasons in the upcoming third season, we're talking about the important thing for me was how, you know, how does season one still hold up? And for me, season one of Westworld is still my favorite 
season of television ever. And that, you know, that's saying a lot considering how much I loved certain seasons of, for example, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Mm -hmm. or Lost or last year's The Watchmen. Which I oh, thought was yeah. or Watchmen, oh. rather. You know, Watchmen there's no was there, just Watchmen. Very, very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. But still, season one mm-hmm. is my all time favorite because I can watch it over and over again. And mm-hmm. if I start a rewatch, I am screwed <laughs> because the next 10 and a half hours, I know where I'm, I'm yeah. going to be. I got to watch the whole thing again. And uh, and it makes me sad that this upcoming season three, we only get eight, eight episodes, although they may. But we don't know how long Game they of are. Thrones, we have no <laughs> idea how long they are. So uh, yeah. we're, we're going to find out this Sunday how long the first one is. But yes. uh, that's how close the wire we're going here. So what were your big important beats or points in retrospect, when you did your re, uh, recent rewatch, yeah. other than you know what we talked about in episode one, uh, episode three, yeah. the conversation um, between Doctor Ford and Bernard, yeah, you know, Bernard is the final Cylon. Um, overall, I think uh, the things that the things that stood out to me were the things that I got again. I don't think I've watched it as many times as you have, um, but what I did get from it was, um, uh, like. Just Lawrence overall, I love him so much. Um, he he's so he's so good in everything, it, like all the stuff that he's doing. I really enjoyed, and you know, um, we we've 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 sung the praises of his way with one word. I mean, he has a way with words, but the one in particular that I'm thinking of is motherfucker and how it means yes. something different every time he says it. And it's awesome. And like, I love his character evolving through. Um, I like the, the, the scenery that we get from all the different locations that we're in. And uh, the thing I, I think the thing I like the most is that the first time through it was a very different show than it was the rest of the times through. Because the first time through, we don't know anything about Bernard. We don't know that Ford is actually kind of a good guy, even though he sounds like he's the worst of the bad guys. And we don't know uh, that that William and anything about the w- William and the man in black's relationship, which is to say they they are the same guy. Um we don't know any of that stuff. So it's a very different show that first time through. And then you get to the end of episode 10. Everything gets turned inside out. And it's still a really interesting show with different layers, different moments, different little things here and there. Um, Felix and Sylvester. I fell in love with them over again, watching them as they progress through just the bit of the season where we get them. After uh, Maeve starts sort of bossing them around, um, the the minute the mayhem all kicks off, when Hector and Armistice wake up when they're not supposed to wake up, was a wonderful moment. Um, I enjoyed that too, and I think a lot of that, a lot of those those bits and pieces were just great over again. I really like for me the watching them again like oh lawrence this is where he comes in you know or um uh don't call me billy you know like all these little things that that i loved the first time like 
I love the, like watching the second and the third and the fourth time through. Like they're they're still the moments that really stand out to me. Oh yeah, I I completely agree. I, and I look for uh, little performances there. There's so many good uh, little performances. You know, all the way mm-hmm. down to you know having Stephen Ogg as uh, Rebus. Uh, oh, Rebus. Anytime I get to see Gina Torres, even if she's only a 3D <laughs> pro, uh, projection, that that's always a yeah uh, a good day. Uh, yeah. The late uh, the late Eddie Roos as mm. uh, Kissy, Kissy in the in, in the first episode. Mm. Uh, the always lovely Tallulah Riley as Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, my great. my f- one of my favorite cast members, of course, Lewis Hertham. Uh, oh, yeah. as, uh, so, it, it, you know, there was just, there, there was no bad there. There was no, None. there was no dead time. And so it was inevitable after the first season. And we talked about this, that season two would not, you know, could not possibly live up to that. <laughs> I mean, it's, you can't, you can't no. go back through and su- uh, surprise it. They, they tried really hard and they got really close. I think uh, I will say that about season two. We'll talk about that more in the next podcast, yes. but uh, you know, it's almost like season one is my own little thing. I put on a shelf and you know, it's almost like they made that just for me. Right. Yeah. Well, and and like every time you see it, at least for me, every time I see it um, and go through, there's always a new moment that of something that I just somehow missed before and every single time it happens. And most recently for me, it was, um, it was Rebus. It was the look on his face when Ford is giving his speech at the end of episode 10. And all of a sudden he looks up and he's got this look on his face. Like Christmas just came. Oh, when, when, uh, when, r- when like Dolores opened the fires. second before she pulls the trigger. I think it is. Um, or it's right. It's either right before or right after. And you get a look at his face and his face is the expression uh, is, is the facial expression equivalent of armistice laughing when she gets the high powered semi-automatic weapon. Right. In the post credit scene. Right. Yeah. Oh no. When she gets it before, uh, oh. when she gets it to begin with and pulls the trigger and figures out it, it fires that many oh, bullets right. at a time and goes, <laughs> Yes, that. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I I loved her somehow. Like everyone every time I go through there's there's one character that sort of catches my eye in a different way. And this last time it was her. And like what's she up to and how is all of this affecting her and all that? And um and like every time it's always like it's somehow I'm seeing it differently like that character in a slightly different way. Not like I never paid attention before or anything like that, but um I'm just curious about uh, that, like that, that one is the one I'm paying the most attention to at the time. And so, you know, the first time through, like it was, you know, uh, Dolores and Maeve. And then, you know, second time through, like now that I kind of know what's up, like I'm going to watch Ford really closely this time. And, you know, um, and I've kind of had that with, with different characters every time I watched And this last time it was Armistice. It was super fun. And I think for me, the biggest thing is like, this is a dark, heavy heavy show like i tell everybody like 
I love this show. I love it so much that I hauled off and started a podcast about it so that I can talk about it. So I spend easily twice as much time on this show every week as everybody else. <laughs> and and what you need to know is that you cannot binge this program. Like, <laughs> you need a break. Like, throw a little My Little Pony Friendship is Magic in there in between because it's dark and it's heavy. And yet, there's so... I feel like everyone working on that show is having the time of their life. Oh yeah, and they uh, they said as much. But uh, this is something really important. This is not a show that would work uh, well, you know, being a uh, with a Netflix de- uh, delivery. Like here, have a here season. All is at your door. Yeah, uh, yeah. here's all season at your doorstep. Uh, and you know, Watchmen last year was uh, was the same way, and mm-hmm. Lost back in the day they didn't have anything like that, but that wouldn't have worked for that. <laughs> yeah, we had no that idea that either. that was even a possibility when Lost started. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked. And so uh, there are shows where you know that that's fine, that doesn't uh, track from it. But the the puzzle box uh, nature of season both season one and season two mm-hmm. uh, is that. Uh, it's key to keep you on your at the edge of your seat. Game of Thrones the same same way. You mm-hmm. you needed to be uh, even though you kind of knew how it was going to come out because <laughs> you know Ooh, yeah for a part of it because of books and stuff. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's key to the whole experience. Now that said, you know if you're going to watch it now, you're you're not going to be able to do that unless you have tremendous self control. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, if you haven't but seen like, it before, yeah, don't don't book a day and just sit down and watch it end to end because yeesh, like yeah, that's gonna be it's rough. Like like I said, I love this show and I can't mainline a season at a time. It always yeah, takes friend, me a while our, to do it. Our friend Sam uh, that we're talking about didn't do it all in one day either. He no no because no, okay. you can't you have to be able to go to the restroom and you know eat and stuff. It's well, not and like, good and sit and think like that was the thing that I really liked about this was. Like, it just was always kind of tugging at the back of my mind, you know, in the week between. Like, what about this? And, and folks, you know, what folks, if it does that way? It. Folks, I can attest to that because I would just get, like, random weird-ass texts <laughs> from Kelly. Like, what about, you know, and then and then we were off to the races. And it's like, uh, can we just podcast the set of text messages that we can have? Can we just hit record and I always say, I'm using those as notes for the next show. So, uh, and it was the same, same thing with season two. Uh, I imagine we'll do that with uh, season three. We will. But, uh, but that was a key thing of the whole experience because it's not just about the show. I mean, we've talked about all the episodes. We don't need to cover that thing again. I, and I think there was a cultural thing as well. And it, it, it started to hit me about other things that I thought were really significant about this show culturally. Uh, one thing was... And we did talk about this uh, during the podcast was the the treatment of violence. It was certainly, yeah, uh, it was certainly and the treatment of nudity. It was certainly yes. different than you would get with other shows. Um, well, and with Game of Thrones, which was like the big thing we had to compare at the time was right. and, was it in Game of Thrones. And like on Game of Thrones, the only time people were naked was sexy time. And like, there was very little of that on the show ever. There was, uh, in fact, episode four, uh, four or five, I always forget five contrapasso where you had 
sexy naked time, but it was garish sexy naked time. Yeah. So much so that the whole point of that was to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like why are people people are paying to do this this is grotesque we should never do this and so i i like that and also in that episode was you know showing a simulated war and showing simulated horrors of war mm-hmm. uh, and i thought that was an interesting thing but uh, so that meta commentary on sex and violence i thought was very interesting but i also yeah. thought what was tremendous was Having these female characters in the show, Dolores and Maeve especially, but not just them, mm-hmm. so so empowered by the end, yeah, and so in control in many ways of their fates, uh, yeah. I thought was 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 liberating to me. You know, being an old. White guy, it opens up possibilities. No, it opens up possibilities to, you know, renovate the way that you think. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, I don't, I don't think men were certainly mistreated in the show at all. And I thought thought there were very complex uh, male characters, particularly. I kind of uh, thought they were Dr. treated Ford, the same, Bernard. and that's the that's the revolution kind of in that one is that that all of the like all the guys had depth and feeling and they were very clear character sketches and we got the same for the women that they were they had depth of feeling it was very clear um it was you know we knew we knew what they were up to you know we they like everybody had an arc of some kind and i think that for me was the thing that stood out was that it was is that they they were all treated the same. They were all treated like a fully formed character and taken seriously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's Pretty much so. Enjoyed. Yeah. And and that that's the thing to me that was revolution. I love that phrase, renovate your thinking. Um that to me was the part that was that was interesting, you know, um uh everything passed the Bechtel test, you know, uh if two women were speaking, they weren't always speaking about another man. And all of the stuff that was happening, like everybody was interesting. And because of that, when you got an episode that was a little light on a particular character, like you noticed, you know, like we spent a goodly portion. I'm not going to remember what episode it was, uh, but we spent a goodly portion of the episode where Elsie got it. Um, distressed. Like what happened to her? Is she okay? They didn't show her dead. So I don't think she died. But what are we going to do? And I'm going to be really sad if it turns out that she's dead because I really miss her. And, you know, all of that that we talked about, like, I remember us having a significant conversation about, like, I really hope she's not gone because she's really great. Yes. Yeah. The 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 between season distress about Elsie was. was epic. (laughs) It was epic, not not only with us, but the rest of Phantom. The other thing that was interesting in the watching of this show for me was just the explosion in Phantom about it. Uh, I mean, apparently, and I did not realize this because I didn't get current until after I watched the second, uh, second episode. So it was after broadcast time, second episode. When I did go to Reddit about the third episode, I was like, oh, good God, I'm like, 
this is a big room here. There's a lot of people in here walking around. And it's oh, like, I felt, yes. I felt like such uh, an outsider almost until, you know, jumping in there. And, you know, then it was all theory time. And you and I talked about this on the show. As I, we remember back in the day what a nutso fan experience Lost was. Oh, and for don't, serious. Don't get me started about Buffy and Angel, you know, and <laughs> yeah. various Whedon shows. Uh, but this was just crazy. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you, you had people doing forensic work. <laughs> On, on stuff there was there was significant, not not just brain power but CPU power. Yeah. People writing code to analyze code, kind of. <laughs> well, and in the off season, I mean, well, the first of it was when we got glimpses of those screens, right? That they were yeah. using to to do stuff to the host, whatever it was, you know, and and watching like the thing that I remember first seeing on Reddit was um all that code looks like legit code and yes. they're not, they're not making up stuff to make, you know, like they've got a, a goofy looking UI around the edges of that cool foldy tablet. Is a foldy tablet a thing. Can we get foldy tablets now? And like, look how easily it pairs to all the different hosts. And isn't that exciting? And you know, like some of the little snarky stuff aside, but then people were like all the code that's scrolling by in the middle looks like actual code. It looks like something you could actually run on some sort of Unix machine and get some sort of result, you know, whatever it was. And so it all looked legit. And that's the thing that I remember that I remember at first was people just sort of going, wow, like if it's down to that kind of detail, like we have to take this seriously. And that's when we started getting things like people uh, streaming the exceptionally high, like the highest quality that they could get their hands on of an episode to read all of uh, Teresa's notes to Bernard that he put in the incinerator. You know, we get to see a stack of them. Yep. Um, you know, we get we start getting those kind of details, and that was that was really exciting to me to see how many like to to not be in it alone. You know that that whole like you know no Kelly just you like it was really exciting to not be the only person into this and into it on a level of like yeah I'm gonna spend hours of my life on a podcast talking to somebody about this uh you know that's that's my contribution with all the people that are like you know doing freeze frames and like i wrote this little bit of javascript and fired it against the delos corporation site and it gave me this weird result and if you turn that weird result in reverse and then you enter it into this other delos website at the stroke of midnight it gives you you know, some weird thing that you didn't have access to before, you know, like, right. And by the way, the, the scenario Kelly is describing, well, something like that didn't exactly happen, but they were much weirder because you can't possibly describe them because <laughs> you always think, what the hell were you thinking? Even trying that. Uh, but that's what people were doing all the time. That That's what was stunning to me. The other thing that was stunning to me is, one is some of the theories were, uh, were crazy theories were really crazy theories. I mean, they were, they <laughs> but were they weren't th like relatively, they weren't that far off from the crazy theories that turned out to be right. Yeah. There were several crazy theories. In fact, I remember the first podcast that we, that we recorded, there were a couple of crazy theories I was scoffing at, um, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, uh, 
uh, that Bernard was uh, a host, I was like, ah, this doesn't seem very likely. You know? <laughs> I, like, what the hell did I know? Uh, and then we talked, I think it was early on, uh, on our second show, we talked about the whole William Man in Black theory. And I actually got on, I was shipping that pretty early because it started to make sense to me. Yeah, uh, I remember. One, yeah, uh, I started it and then you were like, it was, it was like the next day you were like, you know, I think, <laughs> I, I think, think it took it another, well be, I think yeah, I was and, not on that, that train left the station and you were absolutely on it. And yeah. I think it took me another episode and watching that episode, whatever the next one was, watching that next episode with what if they're the same dude in the back of my mind? That's when I was like, okay, yeah, I can get on that train now too. I don't. Yeah. But at first I'm we like, were, we, no, I no, that just, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that just seems wrong. And so uh, the one that took me longer to, uh, to get on, you were kind of like pulling for it. So when you did the, you know, Bernard is the final Cylon, <laughs> you had already figured that that's where they were going. You just didn't think they were going to reveal it then. Yeah. So yeah, you were you were on the tra- uh, that train. Uh, I was that on was. that train. But there yeah. was a lot. There were lots of uh, other things. I, I mean, there were there were many. I knew there was something going to be a big thing in the end with Dolores. Yeah. But I didn't figure that she was going to turn into sliced alone in First Blood. Right. You know the. <laughs> Yes. I didn't quite see that one coming. Uh, I knew it was going to be uh, something substantial. Oh yeah. I also, uh, I, I, uh, I also uh, didn't see the thing where uh, Teresa was going to get <gasps> killed, and certainly not oh, killed when by Teresa Bernard. got got. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, uh, and th- that's when. You, I was, I was still on the fence is like, you know, is Ford a good guy or a bad guy? And then, you know, you're convinced like he's a bad guy, but then you, it's the next episode you get fucked with again and go like, (laughs) well, maybe, you know, so this show would just send you nine ways. And it was funny going back to the online community is just watch people run from one side to what a room to another. (laughs) Yes. Uh, on that stuff and so you can watch the whole show in isolation mm-hmm. and it could be one experience and then you can watch it and discuss it with somebody like what kelly and i were doing live for the rest of you to either be entertained <laughs> or, or disgusted yeah. by that's a, <laughs> another experience and then you can get on the internet with a bunch of other psychos <laughs> And do that thing. And then, you know, then there was the other thing. This was such a significant cultural thing. I mean, you had the great Joanna uh, Robinson on Vanity Fair, who just became a total nerd about the show as well. And she was writing about it. Mm -hmm. uh, And she'd actually even seen the first four episodes ahead of time, you know, Mm because you get the preview. Uh, and, uh, And she was... You know, then there was that whole experience. And then once the season was over and you, quote unquote, knew everything. It took us about a week to realize 
No, we don't know everything. We don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing about it is, you know, like we were like, Ford is the worst. Like I remember yeah. we had a whole, I don't remember when, but we had a whole conversation about like, Ford is terrible. He's obviously the villain. All of this is the worst. Everything is awful. I don't, I'm glad the robots are uprising because screw that guy. Like we were very much like, yeah. oh, it's clear exactly who the villain is here. And we know, we know who it is. And, you know, good for Dolores and good for Maeve. And I'm really glad that they're going to like burn this mother down because he's got to go, you know, like all of that. And, you know, just, just watching again this time, um, even just in the amount of time since it aired on TV and between, between then and now, um, watching uh for watching the man in black with Dolores in the cemetery at the end and um uh when when he like they go out there and he is basically telling her like um I want to win the game I want to play you know I want the maze tell me how to get there give me whatever it is that's in your head or I'll cut it out myself you know and and she says, the maze isn't meant for you. And he simply refuses to believe it. And it's not like they're saying anything about him. You know, it's not like, oh, you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or anything like that. Like, it's just not for you. And and watching him go after her, you know, because like because he comes at her and, you know, you brought this on yourself and you know, you did this to me and all of that. And I just like watching him now is way, way, way more uncomfortable, even than it was, you know, a couple years ago when, when this all was on the air and on TV in the first place and watching it this, cause I watched it over the last week or so and watching that episode now is just like, like, let's look at all the ways that Guys can be terrible. Let's see. We've got gaslighting. We've got victim blaming. We've got tick, 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 tick. And I'm like, but, how? Like, this dude was staring us in the face the whole time. And we were all like, oh, Ford's got to go. You know, and I watch it now and I'm like, oh, by far, he is the most terrible. And I'm sure, you know, in, an, it, you know, in another year, like at the end of season three, we'll go back and watch this one. And it'll be like, you know who really had it coming, you know, and it'll be, you know, Charlotte or, so, you know, something completely different that we never yeah. saw coming this time and just even in watching that this mo most recently is just like oh he's absolutely the worst he is the worst capital t capital w the end yeah i i i i completely agree it's the it's the things that you rattled off including the male sense of entitlement uh you know you you basically running through every abuser and rapists um uh you know mental activities there yeah. uh, and ed harris is the man in black um was so good and uh, uh jimmy simpson you know is the young version of him before he goes down mm -hmm. that path so good and for me one of my favorite sections to replay in episode 10 uh the bicameral mind was basically ford saying goodbye to bernard you know, the little conversation that they have yeah. when they come up from the basement mm -hmm. uh, in the church and you realize that's when you realize, you know, Ford is not the grand villain. Sure, he's the one that's been pulling the strings, 
but you now realize why he's been pulling the strings. Yeah. You you that's when you start to get a glimpse of what he's actually up to. And whose side he's on. Yeah. That's and, so, and that's the thing that you don't ever really know until that moment. Like you ne- it it never makes sense that he's that he's the one that kicked all this off. Yeah. And so uh and then it, that was the moment where, well, it's not like the only moment that, that that happened, but that was the moment like, oh, shit, I've got to rewatch everything right now. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think you did, actually. Yeah, I, 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 I was soon, well, as soon as uh, we did, uh, uh, as soon as the episode was over, I went back and uh, I did a skim rewatch of... Uh, Especially episodes one, uh, two, and three, mm-hmm. because I had to like, did I, you know, did they lay the groundwork? And yes, they laid the groundwork. They did, yes. But it never looks like that. It doesn't look like that until you know, until you know where you end up. Like, you know, it's the, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, and uh, and they they did that to great effect. Uh, I will say in season two and oh yeah, you know yeah. pulled uh, pulled the shit on us. They say they're not going to do that in season three. You know it's going to be a much more linear story and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't buy that at all because they, they said that <laughs> they said the same thing before season two. So, oh, no, no, we're going to make you know much simpler. We're well, not going to be fair. They, not... We did not get any surprise robots in season two. <laughs> No, there were no surprise robots. There were plenty of other surprises. We got many surprises and we got many robots, but they were they were the same all the way through. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, so going back to the this show, that season succeeded in so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, and had such an impact. I mean, it colored my thinking about everything I watched from that. Uh, then uh, the worst <laughs> thing about it was that when I would watch TV after that, I was like, well, this isn't as good as Westworld. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, and I, 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 uh, was unnecessary, unnecessarily shitting on, you know, some other fine tele uh, to television for that. It took me a while to like <laughs> to stop using that as um, uh, the bar. Very high uh, bar. It's a very very high bar, and uh, uh, it also colored my thinking about uh, you know it renovated my thinking about other aspects, not just of entertainment and storytelling but of culture as a whole where we're going Mm -hmm. uh uh and you know it was uh about this time as season one was uh uh was wrapping up that you know the the u.s got the um got the massive uh uh uh, groin punch uh (laughs) that's true yeah, and so in a, as a retrospect, it uh, it got very meta very very quickly. So, <laughs> well, and and yeah, the thing was, that that I but, think of, but it was also yeah. it was also something I could go back to in a rewatch, and I could also turn my brain off oddly yeah. enough about certain things. Oh yeah, 
Um, the thing that I have noticed about the new season is we've had a little bit of marketing about the Insight Corporation um, mm-hmm. or Insight, however you want to say it. Uh, it's spelled I-N-C-I-T-E like a riot. Um, and the thing that, that I've noticed about it is that that the primary message from it is like deciding stuff is hard and let us do that for you. And that seems to be like the overall message from this company that we don't really know a lot about as of now. And the thing that, um, that I noticed about that is like when I was a kid and people would talk about capital T, capital F, the future, one of the things was like, you will get ads that are only for stuff that you're interested in because like they'll, they, whoever they are, they will know what you like. And then they'll just tell you about more stuff you might like based on what you already like. That sounds amazing. Right. And, you know, um, you will get, you know, you'll get tailored coupons for deals on things that you like because we already know you like them. That sounds awesome. And so, like, I listen to that commercial now, like that little ad spot that they have for Insight. And it's all, you know, thinking about stuff is really complicated and we can make all of those decisions for you. And I listen to that and that sounds fucking terrifying to me. And just in my lifetime, that went from being something that sounds awesome and amazing to like, oh, my God, how do we stop this? And I, you know, I mean, obviously we don't because Facebook, but that's, that's the thing that that to me, I've noticed so much in looking forward to season three. Like we haven't talked a lot about season two. We're going to have a separate episode for that. Um, that's why I kind of wanted to look ahead. And I'm, I'm wondering uh, what I'm the most curious about, and I don't know if this is for you as well, Don, is um, what we're gonna get. What we're gonna get to see of the world outside the park, because we had some very limited exposure to not the park in season two. Very limited. Well, and I think I'm, that's gonna. I want to know what big, what the world looks. Big like. focus of yeah, big focus of season three, and yeah. you know we we got some. If you go back to season one and the last rewatch I did, I was struck by certain things that were talked about in, in season one, uh, which really looks forward to season three and some of the things you're talking about. The conversations between Felix and Sylvester, for example, for example, where um, uh, Sylvester says, uh, you know, how did you get this job? They should have you, you know, weeded you out in the testing of the womb, yeah, you know, picking your, and so I get the feeling, um, also, you know, conversations like the man in the black, uh, man in blacks, uh, uh, has, uh, I think it's an episode, uh, five, uh, you know, where he walks into the bar with, with Teddy and Ford's there playing the piano and they talk up and the, uh, man in black goes on about, you know, uh, what the world on the outside is like, mm-hmm. uh, and how, you know, it's set up and we got some glimpses that the world on the outside why might be superficially beautiful. Yeah. It is scary as fuck. It's not right? great. In terms of a, <laughs> you know, in terms of control and your limits, your your basically and, and, and this really reflects, I think, a lot of the uh, philosophy and the concern that you know the blaring warning signs that Jonathan Nolan and his wife have uh, you know portrayed in other shows that they were uh, you know speculative fiction and stuff they're they're mm-hmm. trying to warn us all about. So I imagine we're going to get more of that 
oh, a for lot sure. more of that in season three. But it's interesting when you go back and now that we know about Insight and some of the some of the direction of season three, and you go back and look in season one, it's like, oh man, that shit was back early on. That stuff oh, yeah. was in like episode two. Again, we're gonna find out that they were laying groundwork and we had no idea and we were completely unprepared. But yeah, what are got, you looking forward to most in season three? I mean, I'm looking forward to more of everybody because that's going to be awesome. But I'm I'm mostly looking forward to uh, busting out of the park. Like now that we've actually busted yeah. out of the entire park, not just busted into a new park. Although the Raj was cool and Samurai World was super duper awesome. And apparently I we're going to get Nazi World. Uh, so we'll find out about that, you know, Nazi World or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. But yeah, I want to see other things. But the thing I'm looking forward to is I want to see my old friends. Exactly. You know, yeah. I, I, I want to visit with the old friends. I, wa- I want to go back to the old neighborhood. I mean, I'm not talking about the neighborhood in the park. I want to go back to where my friends hang out, wherever that is. And I'm going to see what they're up to. Uh, yeah. And that's... But I'm really the... excited about the 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 not park, like having to yeah. deal with having to navigate what the world is like, because like that's what we've seen for two seasons for Dolores is like all she wants is out. And it looks like now she's out. And so what does that mean? Yep. And so, we yeah. got to see at the end of uh, season two, we got just a tiny glimpse of that. We're, we're going to see more. And on that note, we'll talk about season two, hopefully before season three arrives, and do our (laughs) retrospective for that. Uh, We're on two timelines. It's fine. Right? Yes. Two timelines. (laughs) Um, But for for those who are listening to this, um, I'm going to turn this around as fast as possible so that we have it available for you to enjoy as we talk about the other things. And I do want to let you know that we are uh, figuring out um, there's more text messaging to do, of course. There always is. Uh, we're going to figure out how we're going to um, do the logistics of uh, getting to watch the show basically at the same time. And then uh, how we're going to get recorded and get things posted uh, as efficiently as possible. So we're definitely looking at, at how we're going to be able to do that for you. Uh, you can always get us on Twitter at Westworld Rewind. That's what we named it. Um, so you can find us there. Um, every variation of Uncanny Valley was taken, so unfortunately we just went with Westworld Rewind since we spun it up during the uh, rewatch of the show. And uh, you can get us there. Uh, Don, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cleverly at Don Melton, and I'm also on GitHub, uh, Don Melton. Imagine that. And you can <laughs> see some of my projects and stuff, some of which... Uh, uh, Kelly uses is and is involved uh, involved with uh, with my nerd squad <laughs> on the outside. Well, uh, which we may have one or two of them on the show eventually. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we'll yeah. De- we will definitely have other people on the show to talk about uh, season three. We will have people on to talk about like season two when we do the. We'll have we'll have other people on to get to talk to us. You know, retro retrospectively about different things. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, I hope yep. all of you yep. are too. Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Um, sometimes I'm not there as much as I used to be, but generally, if you mention me, um, I will go take a peek and and see uh, what's up. Uh, like I said, Westworld Rewind is where you can find the show. And once again, I want to thank the incomparable and Jason for putting this show up for us. Um, I think that's going to do it for us, right, Don? That's it. <laughs> we're we're wrapping it up. So um, that's 
going to do it for us. But uh, for Don and for myself, I just want to say uh, we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. See you soon.